on this episode of Carolina Sports Talk. DJ Highstar and myself talk about the NBA playoffs, including were we right about the NBA play-in tournaments? We also have a discussion on the GOAT status and the three greatest players, in my opinion, of the NBA's history. All that in quick hits on this episode. Let's go! Another all-new episode of Carolina Sports Talk starts now. Can y'all feel that? Can you feel that thing that's oozing out your doggone hands? That thing is beating your doggone chest right now. Can you feel that? Welcome back, welcome back to another episode of Carolina Sports Talk. It's your man, Big Cliff. As always, you can find us on Apple, uh, Not I always want to say Apple Music, but it's Apple Podcasts that you can find us. Make sure you check us up on the Instagram at Carolina Sports Talk, or you can hit us up on the Carolina Sports Talk line, Cliff at carolinasportstalk.net. I am excited to be back with you guys this week. As always, I am, well, I say as always, but as always in the recent days, I am joined by my guy, your favorite and mine, DJ Highstar. Welcome back yet again, brother. What's happening? What's happening? We out here, man. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. We in the building, man. Listen, me and you last week, we talked about a lot about NBA playoffs and everything, and um, we just going to jump right back on in here with that right now, man. Uh we're going to run down some scores and then talk about how we did with our picks for the playing games and for uh, <laughs> the playoffs so far as well. So uh, I'm going to let you start it off since we're going to start with the East over here. Okay. Uh, well, I'll get right to it. Um, let's start off with the playing uh, tournament real quick. The Pacers uh, beat the Hornets. Uh, definitely knocked off one of my guesses or... Mm-hmm. Uh, thoughts as far as who was going to win that my picks and then uh so that was 144 to 117 mm-hmm. kind of sent uh lamello ball and the hornets back to where they came from respectfully <laughs> um back on up yeah, 77 charlotte didn't look like they didn't want any parts of that game from the from the beginning from the onset of it um and the celtics they beat the wizards on tuesday may the 18th um the same day uh, 118 to 100 and that got Celt- the Celtics advancing automatically, of course, and then the Wizards left the Wizards to play uh, a playing game against the Pacers, which they beat the Pacers um, on Thursday, May 20th, 142 to 115. Um, so that set the stage for what we were looking at with, um, well, what we were going to be looking at with the playoff with the playoffs altogether. Mm-hmm. So um, let's just start real quick, um, I guess, from the most recent, which was yesterday, uh, where the Bucks went up to nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Bucks went up to nothing on on the heat on the heat last night. Um, why? Why we let, let's let's stop right there for a second because I got to talk about game one a little bit because. Um, the game-winning shot was hit by my guy, the Charlestonian himself, Chris Middleton. Mister Chris Middleton, shout out to that guy. Um, I'm not gonna even lie; I didn't watch the game. Um, I watched just the highlights of that one. But when I saw Chris 
um, swing around to the to the to the corner, man. I was like, oh, this guy fitting up. Foop. And when he hit, he's just been a, an amazing asset for that team. Absolutely. And, and we understand that in Milwaukee, it comes and goes through what Giannis is going to do and everything. But at the end of the day, Chris Middleton might just be if they ever get a chance to win a Scott, uh, 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 a championship. Chris Middleton is the Scottie Pippen to his LeBron. I mean, to LeBron James. <laughs> Absolutely, I'm getting ahead of myself. We're gonna talk about them, them two in a minute, in a little bit right. later. But yeah, that's so, that's to, to his Michael. He is that guy. So they they beat the Heat yesterday, one thirty two to ninety eight to go up two to nothing. But to your point, um, it was an overtime game. I want to say, but it was one hundred nine mm-hmm. to one hundred and seven mm-hmm. um, on Saturday um, to to put them up one nothing. Um, outside of that, though, some other scores from the first round in the East and from the Eastern Conference. Uh, the Nets beat the Celtics to go up one nothing, 104 to 93. The 76ers beat the Wizards 125 to 118, uh, and to go up one nothing. And my Knicks fell to the Atlanta Hawks mm. and Trey Young 107 to 105. So that puts Atlanta up one nothing with us in the tournament. <sighs> of those games, which one kind of stood out to you the most? Did did you get a chance to catch anything whole, or what? What was of the East so far? What's the yeah, biggest thing um, for you? Ours, ours definitely stood out to me. Um, and then I kind of wanted to. I don't know if it is more um, applicable for like to wait for you to go over the Western, but it might might work out where I was just talking about the East, some of the standout moments, if you will, with the Eastern mm-hmm. Conference just in general. Mm-hmm. Um, one main one was yesterday. With um, Trevor Ariza doing a push up on Giannis's chest to mm, to get up, did you I see that? that? Oh, no. okay, okay, okay. <laughs> it was a very hard foul. So Giannis was in transition; he was about to score. It was a very hard foul by the veteran Trevor Ariza. Uh huh. Former Lakers, like, shout out. Um, like hard enough that if there was if it was anybody else other than Ta doing that, you mm-hmm. would look at them like, "Come on, man! Like that's that's dirty, dog!" Right, right, like, right, right, right. but because it's Ta, you look at it and say, "Oh, that's a veteran hard move." Time. Like, yeah. so um, he 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 tackles him pretty much. They're both on the ground, and Ta is on top of him. You can see Giannis kind of going like, "Like, what's bro, up? what's up?" Yeah, and when Trevor Ariza sees him do that, he like. Okay, like now it's Allen Iverson disrespect, uh, and just pushes Push his on his, wow. on his chest. Not the Greek freak. Yeah, I think that was the catalyst to get um, the Bucks going and to turn on that onslaught that they turned on yesterday. Um, you know, for the Heat. For me, the East game that, um, in addition, like I said, to watching Chris Middleton game. ball out, bro, y'all got silenced, man. And shout out to the Knicks fans in the Garden. You know what I'm saying? Like the most famous arena in the world. That's, what I'm, that's the only they, reason that that's dramatic. It's not that nobody got silenced, bro. Bro, they got they lost. And right, that's what I'm they saying. They were chanting and, the same and, way and, the Lakers lost, dog. Pause. We're so right, there, exactly. <laughs> so what are we? It's, it's the playoffs. Exactly. We're getting there, bro. So we're going to get there, man. It's not Hold the on. End peace. of the world. It's not peace, bro. So what are we talking about? <laughs> exactly. Nah, but the fans up there, man, chanting F Trey Young, F Trey Young, whole time. It's applicable. And then for him to just pull it, pull dog, he pulled his manhood out. I was like, whoop. Yo, it's quiet in here. Why it's so quiet? Y'all was making some noise a minute ago. He silenced them. I'm not saying the team got silenced, but the fans in Madison Square Garden, they ho- they went home with egg on their face, bro. Because the whole game, y'all egging this man on. They egging this man. They, I don't know what you're heckling. It's New York City. I don't know what, what else y'all expect. Yeah, what, what do you expect? I expect the team. Quiet? No, I expect the team to back them up. If they're going to be like that and be they, talking they to trash. They, they tried. Bro, Again. 
Julius Randle looked like the Julius Randle from the Lakers in that game, bro. He was well, missing if shots. We're talking about that. The Lakers in the playing tournament barely scraped by and we're then not there proceeded yet, to bro. lose. Exactly. You woke up this morning and chose hate. I see that. I, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to be. <laughs> cool. I, I'm trying to. I'm just trying to talk about the fans. You're taking just some serious offense to, to your to your late to your Knicks. We both caught L's. How about that? Is, is, is that you. sufficient and for five you? Five minutes on my fans isn't a standout <laughs> moment of the playoffs. It's what stood out to me. How about that? This man here, y'all, he mad about this, about this team losing like mine ain't lose too. So how did y'all's teams do? Y'all, y'all hit us up on the Carolina Sports Talk line. Let us know how your favorite teams did. Cliff at carolinasportstalk.net. It wasn't just that we lost. It was um, the fashion my, in which? No, nah, not even. like Because, again, any, any two-point, three-point, any game that's under five points and decided by under five points, the losing team, I never um, – I always put the accountability on the losing team, if that makes sense. So there were clearly opportunities that people have missed. It wasn't, you know, a game that was foregone conclude. Like it wasn't like we all been um, picking the Knicks and the Hawks came through there and stomped okay. a thirty point lead on us or something or a thirty point win on us. Right. Yeah. With a loss like this, this is clearly things that we've done wrong and turnovers throughout the game or whatever like that that could have resulted in such a close game or a close margin. You're right. And and if we're going to talk about games that just don't even look like this, what the score reflects or reflected, it's got to be for me the Wizards and the Sixers, bro. Like, I don't even know what Washington is doing right now, bro. Like, they are not it right now. And, um, we, we'll see what works out with them in that one. But um, as yeah. you mentioned, my Lakers, man, we're going to jump in over to the West. We're in a play-in tournament. The Grizzlies beat the Spurs 196 my Lakers squeaked out a win against the Warriors, 103 to 100, and then the Grizzlies ended up coming and dominating. Uh, honestly, the Steph Curry-led Warriors sending them packing. Uh, in the first round, we do have the Clippers and the Mavericks. The Mavericks pulling up the uh, pulling off the upset against the Mavericks. I mean, the Clips. The Mavericks beat the Clippers, <laughs> one thirteen to one hundred three. Trailblazers over the Nuggets, one twenty three to one hundred nine. Uh, and then the Lakers falling to the Suns, ninety nine to ninety. And then the Grizzlies, men who have been the surprise of the playoffs to me, taking the first game, one twelve to one hundred nine. And then the second game, the first two games of the second uh, second games, I'm just going through it today, bro. I'm struggling over here. <laughs> With the Trailblazers losing to the Nuggets to tie that series one and one, they lost 128 to 109, and it wasn't even that close. And then also the Bucks taking care of the Heat, 132 we went over that. to 198. That's the East. Yeah, I keep going back yeah, again. Yeah. Y'all ever have one of those days, bro, (laughs) where just everything... There's another game, too, that happened in the West. Where is it? Nah, I think... uh... That's it? So we got three coming up tonight. (laughs) So, yeah, in the West, (laughs) what stood out to you of the games in the West? Um, All right, so the Grizzlies, Mm -hmm. um, their play... Stood out to me. I think I, I kind of foresaw a good good performances from Ja coming, and then there was one quote that I saw from Ja Morant that was like one game at a time, and that's when I got nervous. Honestly, regarding this was before the first playing game, but that's when I got nervous about the Warriors. I didn't want to see them in the second play of the game just because of the mentality that I saw. Um, the other thing, the 
um, Kawhi dunk on, I forget mm-hmm. who that was on. It didn't matter who it was on. Um, but in the same, in that same game, of course, Dallas winning. <coughs> like that's the only, you gotta understand a lot of my picks was bad and wrong and off early mm-hmm. out of the play in. The only thing I got right was the Grizzlies. Um, so the things like that, the Mavericks winning, that was good. The Lakers losing, that was great. Uh, and then one thing I do want to say that stands out to me right now during uh, um, the playoffs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the refs have got it looking like above the rim out there, don't they? Yo, <laughs> bro, I thought it was just me. Oh, it, it, it looks it, like cats be looking at the refs. Refs like, and normally I'm not a proponent of cats looking at the refs and being like, "Yo, what's good? Yo, yeah, can I get a foul?" But I'd be looking like, "Dang, there was there was a play in the um, ah, who were the Lakers playing? Was it the um, was it the, it wasn't the Suns game?" So it, it had to be the play-in? Yeah, it couldn't have been the Suns. It may have been the Suns. No, it was, okay, it was It was the playing game, matter of fact, against the Warriors. And okay. Poole, mm-hmm. Poole went for the dunk. And nope. LeBron, like, nope. pretty much <laughs> pushed him against the backboard, his head against the backboard. Yeah. And then when he gets up, you know what I'm saying? It's like, nah, no foul. Then you got um, the KD situation that just happened where he took mm-hmm. a crazy spill. Look like he broke his compared, arm, bro. Right, when they compared it to... Chris Paul's box out of LeBron, you know, and LeBron just taking that, that. Uh, LeBron type fall or whatever with it, and and then the whole time campaign and uh, and who Montrez Harrell and uh, and then and uh, the, Caruso, the ball eagle, yeah, Caruso all getting into it. So you know what I'm saying? While LeBron is trying to get all of the attention from everybody, nah, there's <laughs> a like, whole nope. fight going on behind you. <laughs> Meanwhile, you thought James. you was gonna get some attention to maybe get a technical, no, right, or a flagrant two or something like that. They're like, no, that's a common foul, first of all. And these dudes over here, we got to take care of this whole thing going mm-hmm. on over here. So LeBron James, bro, the physicality of the playoffs has been another level. I don't know. I don't know what the where who had the secret meeting? It's like the players wasn't in on it. Right. But the refs were. Yeah, the refs in the, the league was like, like, yo, are y'all serious? We need some ratings real quick. Superstars Let's turn it up. in all like nineteen ninety flashback. Go watch all the tapes of how they officiated right. in all of the Bulls finals. And that's what we want for this entire playoffs. But dog, LeBron James, I think, is going to be one of the most um he's gonna get the least out of this because he's not a as physical as, and I'm doing the air quotes, physical of a player as he is, he he's too dramatic and he's too much of an actor. And they letting some hard fouls go, just like Listen, you say. And so the other thing about it is, I believe it may have been a Warriors game, um, but so now you argue or you look around at the refs, you messing it up for your team. This is playoff time. Mm-hmm. So now you're giving a power play, all my hockey fans out there, now you're giving a power play to the other team. Exactly, because you laid back. And the rhythm fuss. is all the way off, and just the rhythm of the other team, the momentum is normally a bucket. Like 85 90% of the time mm-hmm. is going to be a bucket in transition because just because of a reaction toward the rep, that split second. Right. The only player I think who would have had a harder time with this than LeBron would have been Draymond Green. This dude, like the referee, this dude knows he'll, the ref's kids' names. Right, he'll be in their face for like two plays. Exactly. Go, you know what I mean? It won't even be one play. Like, all right, yeah, that play went by. 
and we back down on this side, and I'm still in your face. You like, remember ten minutes crap. ago? Right. Well, he was up on me. You got like when they call timeouts instead of going to the huddle, he goes to the refs to argue. I think that, and, and even with as many t- technicals as he's gotten through the years, he really don't care. He's still gonna fuss yeah. and argue because that's just what he want to yeah. do. And to be fair, I've it's it's superstars on both sides that have been looking at the refs perplexed and dumbfounded. So you know it's mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. it's just all across the board. It's and then crazy. you got guys like uh, Dylan Brooks from Memphis who are just eating as a result. This guy and his tenacity. Physical. Listen, anybody he, that's physical mm, right now is getting off. Russ, listen, and 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 so like Dylan has in, has rock a bye, baby. <laughs> But now Dylan is impressed to me just with the level of tenacity that he's playing with on the defensive end. And then that just literally oozed into his offensive game. Well, Watching him as it does. in their last game, man, this dude was just picking his spots. And there was nothing, nothing that they could do to stop him, man. So Memphis, even if they don't win this one next year, Memphis is going to oh, be hot, like that, team. bro. Very hot young team. Yeah. I'm going to tell you, he, what he's putting me in the mindset of is Jamal from the um, – from, from um, not Utah, from um, – Jamal Murray, Jamal Murray from last year in the bubble. Yeah, he the, just in the bubble came alive and was just like that. That's what he's looking like this playoffs, and it's it's exciting to watch him play, man. Uh, in addition to my Lakers, just kind of really laying in the A because the energy that they played with against Golden State, although the game was a little bit better of a game because offensively both sides were at least able to execute. They brought that same lackluster tenacity, if you would, to this game, and Phoenix was not hearing for it. Like to For a lot of the places, including Las Vegas, to have the Lakers still as the favorites to come out of the West, Phoenix was like, yo, we're the number two seed for a reason. We've been balling all year. And even when um, when CP3 went out, and I was expecting, okay, this is our chance, this is the opportunity for momentum to come. Defensively, we we had no answer for them. And even offensively, we cannot have AD to have another game like he had last night uh, against them the other day. Because really, LeBron and AD are our two most potent offensive skills. Everybody knows that, offensive skilled players. But without them two, there, nobody else seems to want to hit anything. Kuz, I don't even know if he was there. Without the blonde, I can't see him as easily. And I'm sure not seeing him defensively or offensively doing anything. It's like my Lakers are like in some serious trouble what's, what's what's the side trouble for? trouble nah i mean <laughs> we've, i mean but we've seen this all year I, I forget who alluded to it last week um our good brother denzel i believe brother denzel mm-hmm. Shout uh, out. but he alluded i think to the chemistry factor we got to get denzel definitely on the show one of these days over the phone but um that that was his major actually in school really yeah sports journalism or sports broadcasting or something but anyways um, he alluded to the chemistry factor with the Lakers and the Nets. And, mm. you know, the skill level in the rosters have all the skill in the world and talent in the world. But between load management and injuries, see, if it was one or the other, I, you know, I could see, you know, okay, there'll be an opportunity for some chemistry or some continuity. But it seemed like both, um, the hit Lakers especially, was hit with both because – it, the, the crazy thing is, as these contracts grow to um, over $200 million and stuff like that, the executives now are really, that is a real term, load management. Mm-hmm. And they are really serious about, like, a coach could get fired. Like, back, you know what I mean? Right, so this is right. back, we're back to the Jordan days and stuff like that. A coach could literally get reprimanded and disciplined for trying to win a basketball game or whatever <laughs> like that. Um, so between the load management and the injuries, they never have had a chance, I don't believe. To fully gel. Think about 
again, when we kind of talked about this in the past, but think about the Heat in the bubble last year. You think about the Suns in the bubble last year. Think about the Knicks of this season. The Trailblazers, even to a certain point this season, um, all of those ha- all of those teams have a, a an I- identity, an, yeah, and a chemistry that that's palpable that you could see. You could reach out and touch their chemistry, uh, like you know, or you could see it in um, the post game interviews and stuff like that, and how much they rock with each other or whatever like that. And we know that that's there for the Lakers. We know how great a teammate that LeBron is. We know how. You know, you know how everybody loves to play over there with LeBron. Le- right. With LeBron, it's not like they don't like playing there, but it's just not a cohesive unit. Yeah. And honestly, even in comparison with the team from last year that won the chip, you can see differences from them. Although there are a lot of similar parts, mm-hmm. there's enough differences and enough changes, and even at some of the more critical points, I do not like Dennis Schroeder at the point guard for the Lakers, and I honestly That's don't see him him <clears throat> past this year. Even when LeBron runs the point, it's like he's still out there on the floor, and that one piece seems like it's like a crank in the cog that allows the whole machine to not fully move the way that it does. Um, we seem more cohesive and more fluent when the bald eagle is at the point than even with Dennis Schroeder. Absolutely. I agree. And the other thing is, uh, ironically enough, it's like they have um – you know, shameless plug that I guess Space Jam Space Jam 2 is coming out. But mm-hmm. it seems like they have the mind stars, right? Like, who is going to get past a Drummond and an AD? Who is going to guard that defensively? Well, teams have been figuring it out. Like, it was mm-hmm. a very mm-hmm. close game against my Golden State Warriors. And our front court is not like that. Like At all. That. Yeah. Whatsoever. Who, Looney. Again, we talked about Looney. Yeah, before that game, a Looney and a Draymond is, is containing or is is – yeah, because five players on the court at, at a time for my team, five players on the court at, at a time for your team. We all men. Right. We all bleed the same. I'm not scared. Of, like Chris Paul alluded to it in his interview with uh, Chuck. Chuck, I've been playing in the West my whole career, bro. It ain't I'm never not, been easy. Right. Exactly. So when I'm, when am I going to expect it to start being easy? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and I think, again, especially they ran into the right opponent um, with, their, with this first round because that's the perfect leader for the other side of the team to be like, yo, we ain't scared of these boys. Y'all don't forget who's the number two seed or whatever on the mm-hmm. West. Side. You know what I mean? These, we this did this. Nothing. We proved it. You know what I mean? Exactly. Crazy, it would take, man. it's going to take a, a Herculean effort for us at this point. Um, if we lose in the first round, bro, boy, <laughs> it's going to be trouble. I mean, trouble. And, yeah. Cause I, I was switching back to the East real quick. If, if that happens with us, um, you know, orange and blue skies or whatever like that. And mm-hmm. Auntie Spike Lee over there on the sideline. <laughs> um, I, you know, it, it seems like a, I don't know, if, I don't know which would be a bigger letdown, if you will. Next, oh, like Lakers that. by far. Because if the they, Lakers. y'all go in the first round, yeah. Without y'all expectations. The expectations were higher at the beginning of the and season. And y'all are defending champs as well. Bong. Yeah. And at the end of the day, we got LeBron James. Slow down with those bongs, bro. The- <laughs> That's how you feel. <laughs> Don't worry, it's copyrighting. You good? I got, I got, I got it in the bank. You know, feel me? But no, it's gonna take that effort. And honestly, people are screaming, "LeBron James is the greatest player to ever live." He's gonna have to play like it if we're gonna be able to not only overcome this hurdle of the Phoenix Sun, but to even get back to the finals. Period. Semifinals, yeah, East, the Western Conference Finals. But that's honestly, it sounds like a, a good segue. Dope segue, really. Like. I mean, I kind of do this, bro. <laughs> <laughs> this week on my social media, I posted a picture of Michael Jordan 
Kobe Bryant and LeBron James. Uh, it was inspired from a conversation that we had this past weekend at my friend brother Ashton's house. Shout out to Ashton and all the fellas that was there. Some of them are some new subscribers. And once again, you are listening to Carolina Sports Talk. I got my guy High Star Bars here with me, DJ High Star, if you would. Um, but the conversation said there was one young man who said, LeBron James is the greatest basketball player ever. And he said so adamantly, just loud and wrong. And so in the discussion, I came up with the um, hierarchy, if you would. And you can check the picture out on our social media at Carolina Sports Talk on Instagram. But it said that Michael Jordan is the greatest overall NBA player ever. And that Kobe Bryant was the most dangerous and the best scorer in NBA history. And then I summed up, and just because I cannot, I'm not the guy that's going to be a hater and just be a hater. I'm going to be a hater and at least give respect to where to do. LeBron James is by far the greatest athlete, in my opinion, that the NBA has ever seen. Ever seen. Um, Carl and, Malone weight with the speed of, you know what I mean? Russell Jordan Westbrook. even. Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. Yeah. And just the long-term and sustained Absolutely. high level of basketball that he's played. We Mileage on this man. Listen, his first seven years in the league, this dude did not have a shot. He was not a three-point shooter. He was barely consistent in the jumper. His game was dribble, 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 speed to the hole, bong, and dunk. But then over time, he took, because he was able to sustain that that high level of execution, he developed a shot. He's a, he's more consistent almost as a three-point shooter even now than he is as a free-throw shooter. But all of those things lead me to say he cannot be the greatest ever because, one, he's too inconsistent. Two, he is a terrible free-throw shooter. Yes, he is an athlete, but he's not the greatest player ever. That's Finals be, record. Yeah. So it sounds like you're kind of agreeing with me. So what, of those three, where, where do you think that fits? And how do you feel about those that yeah, I've said? I mean, it's a perfect... A uh, perfect way to put it. Um, shout out to all of the Carolina sports talk hip hop fans. But I've always kind of likened this argument um, or made it parallel to the current hierarchy in rap, uh, where you got Drake, Kendrick, and J Cole, right? Mm. So with with Drake, I don't I don't hate Drake, but I hate when people say that this is the best rapper of all time. The best, he's the best rapper of all time. He's the best. <laughs> Oh, shut up. All right? <laughs> Shout out to Crux Media. But listen, uh, <laughs> uh, make sure that the FCC airwaves stay clear or whatever like that. But be quiet. <laughs> now, is he the greatest artist of our generation? Yes. The greatest artist, mm-hmm. right? But All right, just follow me. Just follow me. As far as with this generation and those three particular gentlemen. Okay. Just follow me with those three I'm, gentlemen. I'm watching, nobody I'm prior to, nobody afterwards. Um, now, Kendrick Lamar, I think that he is the most lyrical, the most lyrical or the the best rapper, if you will, out of the three. Now, or say, say it like this, the best lyricist out of the three. And then because of the relatability of J. Cole, I could label him the best rapper out of the three. And I could, you know what I mean? I could keep it, keep it like that, in other words. Like, and again, it's that's just my kind of uh parallel to that. Mm-hmm. But it's like, yeah, uh, all three of them serve great purposes and contribute something to the game of hip hop the same way that LeBron, Jordan, and Kobe, all three have contributed great things to the to the sport and to the game. And they all kind of carry um 
carry their own title in their own regard. You know, uh, I feel you. But it's, it's yeah, it's three different avenues, in other words, to look at it. And it's it's interesting that you use those three because the same way that you gave what your expectation of or or, or what your beliefs were of where they were. I kind of feel like some of those are interchangeable. And, and for me, like, I, I look at Cole as one of the greatest lyricists ever. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? He's up there for me alongside Eminem as just the right, picture so, that so they paint. Quick hip-hop discussion, I guess. On yeah, well, let's Sports. go. Let's go. So, all right. So you give those you give those labels away. You, you see where I was going with it. Yeah. yeah right? Yeah. And similar to your argument with the LeBron, Jordan, Kobe. All right. Give your labels on the Drake, Kendrick, and J. Cole. Cole is the greatest lyricist. Okay. Um. Uh, Drake, I would have to agree with you as far as artist. Greatest artist. Because he, he recording artist similar to how performing. Jordan had defense, had scoring, had the had the ability to just be an amazing player. I think Drake is that guy. He's got the he's the blockbuster. He's the one that even people who don't and and aren't really, really truly familiar with hip hop and R and B like hip hop. Hip hop and rap like that, they know who Drake is and they've at least heard one of his songs or some hook he sent dropped something that can they can bounce to it so he's more widespread kind of like the jordan so if i'm gonna make it synonymous i'm gonna give jordan and drake the 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 two top levels right there and then for me it's kobe and cole and then i'll put dot and so wait so okay with k dot you're saying he's the most technical or yeah what do you like yeah you gotta give him a label though he's Cause he's a fundamental rapper. What he says makes sense. Nothing, none of his bars truly just wow me. He's got depth, and you can say you can tell he raps from his experience. You can tell that he's authentic in his bars. But to me, similar to how LeBron is, he's I recognize and acknowledge his greatness. He just don't do it for me. Pause. You feel what I'm saying? It's just like literally, I like I respect who he is as a rapper. But it, it just it ain't, it ain't my it ain't all my right, thing. So we'll say best technical rapper out of the three. We can give him that because that that's best synonymous to best best athletes. He's me. the most athletic rapper. <laughs> <laughs> but listen, and but the same way that we can go back and forth, there are some people on social media, bro, that oh, like some people don't need to talk about sports. And I realize that I say that coming as a guy who owns a sports show, you know. Also coming from a guy who has a co-host who uh, said that. Uh, <laughs> Eric Bledsoe. <laughs> Shout out to Drew Holiday too. Y'all, thing. y'all don't understand how off air all week that thing had bothered my dog nerves, man. <laughs> he was like, they gonna think I don't know what I'm talking about when I do. It was just a slip of the tongue. Shout out man. to uh, Chris Dickey, brother Diggy. I, I did see you know him on our uh, chapter anniversary little celebration. And what he had to say to you, man? He just was talking a lot about um, he. Well, the first thing that he approached me in. <laughs> Before talking about anything else, <laughs> I wanted to talk about the fraternity. He right. was, first thing he started to break down to me was why the Knicks were are not. not getting a free agent, <laughs> why we are not about to win anything. Dog, why, your team is not getting just a player, like, dog. He directly just put himself in the show. Like He started an uh, own Carolina <laughs> Sports Talk episode right there on the spot. With no me. recording, nothing. Just let's go. Just started with me. I'm, bruh, I'm not prepared for this. I want a beer. <laughs> so in regards to my Kobe comment about Kobe being the greatest scorer, Mr. Antoine Marshall shout out. No, Kobe ain't nowhere near the greatest scorer. My response, nowhere near? Dang, bro, you rude. I guess nowhere near is relative, but he shouldn't be in in the conversation. He is 13th in points per game. He has two scoring titles. Iverson, McGrady, and Durant have as many 
or more scoring titles in just the years Kobe was playing. Of all the players in the top 18 in total points, Kobe has the worst field goal percentage of them all. There is not a single scoring statistic that Kobe leads. And to, well, go ahead. to that, my response is, so what? Well, I have a response to that as well. And <laughs> go shout ahead. out to Anton. That's my brother, too. Uh, a brother of Alpha Phi Alpha fraternity, but that's still my brother. That's still my bro. I love you, Antoine. Now, uh, Antoine, yeah, that's what, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. But <sighs> context <laughs> always matters. Kobe has been playing in the NBA mm. since what age? 17 years old. Okay, so outside of the years that he was trying to just get on the floor and get playing time, in addition to those, he had years where he was playing with one Smush Parker and the gang, mm-hmm. where similar to Iverson, if Iverson passed it around to Eric Snow, Aaron McKee, um, Dikembe Mutombo, and it got right back round to Iverson, and there's four seconds left on the shot clock, guess who's taking the shot? So Kobe had a lot of those years as well. Where by the time that he passes it around the horn, if you will, mm-hmm. and the basketball gets all around with the offense, people are either timid and not going to take the shot. They weren't in good positions or great enough playmakers on the team to create a shot for exactly. themselves. And Kobe was forced to take a lot of those shots, which threw those numbers up. So, uh, again, a lot of times numbers could tell a different story. Um, and I, uh, that, that's my dog. He's a lawyer. So he knows exactly <laughs> what he's talking about. Trust me. That's why I'm not even looking really to debate him like that. I just want to put these things in context uh, from a dog. It's funny you say that. Literally, I'm gonna, I was going to just go into why he was wrong, but I'm going to read my response and then I'll go into why he was wrong. All that being said, I'd still want him with the ball in his hands in clutch time. He was on some really bad Lakers teams for a bunch of years, which led to him taking a much higher volume of shots in poor quality time. At the end of the day, Mamba mentality is real, and the boy was a walking bucket. Kobe Bryant's mentality and his attack on the game was unrivaled by any player that has ever touched a basketball in the history of the game. Since the time that Naismith invented the game, ain't nobody was nasty as Kobe. Now, granted, I also want to put an asterisk and a little star here. Yes, I am a Kobe Bryant fan. Therefore, he might have been able to walk out there and walk on water if they had decided they wanted to play basketball on ice. I don't know. Probably could have because he was Kobe to me. But in reality, Kobe's mentality, his approach to the game was some people would say, oh, it was a clone to Jordan. It wasn't a clone. It was the evolution of Jordan for me. It's like when your kids say, like, I want to be just as good as you, dad. And you tell them, like, don't be like me, be better. Right. That was Kobe. Yes, in a lot of ways, he mirrored his game from Jordan. He picked the and, – and, and even after Kobe's passing, we found out even more how much he actually went directly to Jordan. It wasn't just watching film. It wasn't just mimicking. He said, hey, teach me this. In this scenario, what do you do with this? And he took all of that and elevated it and built upon it. And, yes, he took a bunch of bad I shots. Think, yeah, so I think in the <laughs> moment uh, at Ashton's house, you may have um, – you know, to jump to a label and give him one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that because that is applicable to me, to other Kobe fans and stuff like that. But the intangible parts is the toughness mm. of one Kobe Bean Bryant, right? The tenacity. That mambo who's the mentality. Greatest, who's yeah. the greatest competitor that you ever know? Kobe. And you're saying that over Jordan? Yes. 
You see what I'm saying? So there's and so it's many not even, other. It's not, yeah. So there's so many other things. The most focused athlete that you know mm-hmm. is who? That's the most focused athlete that I know is Kobe Bean Bryant. Yep. So there's so many other labels that you know that could fit dog as well. And to know that he was who he was in this face of, because then there were some saying along the lines from different groups saying, oh, that you can't call any of them the greatest because they, you got to forget about the Bill Russells and the Wilt Chamberlains. You can't. T-. And I understand and respect those guys for who the players that they were. And yes, they were dominant in their day, but I can't give them greatest of all time based on the level of a competition that they were playing. Like, if you look at um, Bill Russell, Bill Russell was, what, seven foot back when everybody else was 6'3", six, 6'4"? Six, That's like me standing at 6'3", 400 pounds, and in, in middle school, and then saying, I'm the best cat on this football field. Can't nobody stop me physically. They don't have the ability execute. to. Yeah, you still got to execute. You got to execute. But com- he'll be Greg Oden. <sighs> No, see, that's injuries. Because I, I actually and like I know, Greg. And, and, and this is what I because when we do get to quick hits and Kwame, I am gonna kind of yeah. retract certain things. I think Jalen got me, you know, the good brother Jalen Rose, he got me on a whole new a, little, a new high, thought of path. And it res- look, like we gave our respect to all of the pros last week, all right? We did uh, get it. Yeah. Hold <laughs> on, let's say that, let's say that let's say it. I would say that conversation. We get there. But like because I, I want to stick on Kobe for a second. There was something that I read uh, that really, really stood out to me that just in the face of all of those people who knew who Kobe Bryant was and game plan to try to stop them, people forget how ridiculous Kobe really was. Triple doubles in the day's game, all that's cool. But in a 25-day stretch, this man scored 65, 60, 53, 50, 50, 50, 50, 48, 46, 43, 39, and 34. And I pretty much saw all of those games in, what I'm saying? in real time. And the only thing, and that that was the only thing that even came close or similar with Steph's performance this year. Because Steph carried them like the Warriors. Right. But yeah, absolutely. To your point, I remember, and that was the white jersey days for me. Like, like mm-hmm. you know what I mean? I can remember that vividly. Mm-hmm. The only thing that's even close to that these days is not on the same level. I watched some of uh, Lamelo Ball's games from basketball out in um, not Chino Hills, um, but wherever school he went to. Those guys were out there triple and quadruple teaming his cat, and he was shaking them, boop, boop, and getting open and, and, and throwing the ball up. Like this cat scored ninety two in a high school mm-hmm. game. Like, and granted, it's not it's not nearly the same as Kobe, but who, LeBron could never. KD, the closest thing scoring-wise in, in, in today's game to me is KD. And I, I had to sit back and be realistic and, and take my fanboy out of it for a second. If Kevin Durant continues on, this, on the path that he is now, I think he could pass and take, from my mind, the mantle of greatest scorer in NBA history just because he can get to the hole, he can shoot the three, he's got a mid-range. Offensively, the, the, his game is just the most fluid game I think I've ever seen. But we keep saying greatest scoring. You're not mentioning Wardell at all. Because he's not the greatest scorer to me. Of all time. Now, Steph is the greatest shooter in the history of the league. Okay, I got you. I got you. There's levels to this yeah, thing. You see what I'm saying? So difference. Steph is the greatest shooter. Right. And even with the low tier drop that he gets to the hole, like Kobe would be like, oh, you want to back me down? Okay, cool. Let me put my back to the basket. And right. body you and have up. a whole post game as well. Exactly. Yeah, Steph don't have no post. 
I got he you. He ain't big enough. Steph my height. You see what I'm saying? Right, right. I got you. Greatest score. You're right. Okay. And so, but KD, he can put his back to the basket. He can he, he can get you up and get a mid-range. He can drive to the hole. He is a he is a bucket. And that's why I, and I mentioned it on some earlier shows that the the Nets scared me like that because offensively, we have never seen in anything and in, uh, in any sport, and you can think take, think about it and tell me if I'm wrong. In no sport have we ever seen a greater collection of offensive talent in history. None, nowhere. What? Like of the the Nets, the, the Nets yeah. Because right if you now? look at yes, bruh, relax, bruh. Dog, I'm saying I am saying calm that boldfully and bold facely. First of all, calm down, bruh. Let's not act like you never heard of the New York Yankees when Alex Rodriguez and Derek Jeter was on the team at the same time, bro. We had a pretty stacked team. Brett Gardner's of the world. Alfonso Soriano's of the world. We were pretty stacked, okay? Um, and, and just even, like, bro, relax. Are you saying Are you saying because of the nucleus of Kyrie, Harden, and KD, are you saying some of their, like, of course, their bench and stuff like that as well? The to bench too, it? bro. You're saying, like, your Blake Griffins of the world and... Even before with LaMarcus when he was there. Even though he's more, a little bit more of a defensive specialist, but he had nice offensive. Like, offensively? Relax, bro. I the mean, greatest show on turf. Relax, bro. There's no. a lot of, but still, there's I'll a lot give of you football the, will, teams that will rival I will give that, you, I will give you the Yankees offense. Right, but there's some football teams that are rival. No. I wouldn't, I can't even do it. I'm putting them the above Randy, anything else. Um, the Randy Moss Patriots, that offense. Come on, mm. bro. Like, come on, bro. All right, let's say basketball. <laughs> right, bro. <laughs> <laughs> All right, then I, I yield to my good brother. Uh, but at the end of the day, they're probably going to win this chip this year. As long as they keep KD upright and he doesn't take too many more spills. Speaking of spills, did you see that uh, that uh, the J. Cole stunt double? <laughs> <laughs> For those who may not know what he was talking about, this is a flashback to last week, a callback. He talked about uh, J. Cole. I'm doing the air quotes, Duncan. Uh, there was a guy who had the dreads who vigorously dunked that thing. Like too. he was aggressively, <laughs> like he must, like a it Russell was fr- Westbrook type of dunk. He acted like he had just got a call that his old lady was out cheating with some other dude who was like his cousin or something. He's like, I'm finna take it out on this rim right now. And he dunked the ball so like vivaciously. That when he came down, all of his momentum snatched him in midair and laid him out. <laughs> it's like right before he walked in the gym, he saw a secret cut crush, and she was like, "Oh, I like guys that dunk." Girl, I can dunk. <laughs> Watch this. <laughs> Yo, we gonna put that up on the socials at uh, Carolina Sports Talk on Instagram, man. We let you check that out. But yeah, at this time, it is time for quick hits. We are. We are. All right, and so these hits are supposed to be quick, so we'll keep them that way. Kwame Brown, listen, uh, brought up a lot of stuff about you yet uh, last week. It was kind of defamatory, and um, I was accurate on your wardrobe, though, and those roads that you was probably <laughs> on. But at the same time, I have switched my stance, brother. Um, listening to you this past week, Kwame Brown has still remained viral, um, has received uh, different apologies from uh, the media outlets and things of that sort, and has kind of ingratiated itself with <laughs> with the public and become like a media darling, if you will. But uh, listen to you, just listening to you as a black man, brother, you, you're very, uh, got a good head on your shoulders, you're respectful, and um, you just be telling your side of the story. So, you know, I take back any perceived hate that I may have had against you and, and clowning of last week. I'm actually Team Kwame now. 
Even though the Van Heusen shirts are still a thing. Still very accurate. Right. But I can see the practicality <laughs> in it now of, hey, I'm just a regular, I'm a regular blue collar guy. I got my tractor like in the back. like you guys, exactly. <laughs> there is one way that this is going to end, and it's with Kwame Brown and one of the Jake brothers in a ring. As we move forward with quick hits, Mr. Aaron Rodgers has come out and said that his gripes with the, with the Green Bay Packers are based on philosophy. Your thoughts? And not Jordan Love. Uh, my thoughts? Go ahead and get your prescriptions from Brett Favre. <laughs> As we move forward on uh, Fox's, uh, what's the name of the show? Uninterrupted? Undisputed. Undisputed. Mr. Uncle Shannon Sharp called Julio Jones live on air to ask him if he was staying with the Atlanta Falcons or if he wanted to go to the Dallas Cowboys. Did you pick, did you peep that story? Yeah. It, I, for me, we know what it is. I think it was grimy that he called this man and didn't tell him he was on the air. But moreover than grimy, it may have very well been illegal. California law prohibits anyone from recording a phone call where the other party was not advised that they were being recorded. So they could very easily find themselves in some legal trouble as a result. Overall, with, with the legality of it aside, what are your thoughts on the whole situation? Um, yeah, get Julio up out of the NFC South. Uh, for right now, unless Sam Darnold's throwing to him, and hey. Uncle Shea Shea need to lay off of the Hennessy XO for a little bit. <laughs> My thoughts: He's going to New England. Uh, he's already said he wants to play with Cam, so we'll we'll see what what happens from there. Uh, as we also move forward, we do want to acknowledge the PGA Open that took place in the Carolinas in the Low Country, Kiowa Island. Mister Lefty himself, Phil Mickelson. Being the becoming the oldest player to ever win a major championship at the age of fifty, he finally you know knocked off Kepka uh, in that final round. Uh, are you you like it? You love it? What you feel about it? A shout out to Kiowa Island, man. Hey. Anytime you know the low country is represented. Yeah, it was overall. I liked the I liked the tournament. It, it was kind of fun to watch to watch Hideki Matsuyama um, actually really shooting some really good golf balls out there. Um, that guy, as, as you guys remember back on the episode Golf Talk uh, with my guy Justin Smitty on there, he said then, once you break through with that first Masters, it's like the game gets easier. It's like mm -hmm. a shooter in basketball mm -hmm. who says the rim just seems to get bigger once you get in that zone. And so Hideki, I remember man, that with Rory McIlroy a couple years back. Exactly. So Hideki came close this time. He fell a little bit short. But again, shout out to Phil Mickelson um, on that W. The last one we'll jump on today is going to be the number changes in the NFL. As I mentioned on a couple episodes back, the NFL has allowed the skill players to pick pretty much from any number they want. But a lot of these guys are going through. I'll shoot the link up on the social media so you guys can see a full running list of the jerseys uh, of the NFL players that have switched their jerseys. But of those that have done so, which one kind of stands out to you the most? Um, out there, L.A., L.A. Rams, uh, Robert Woods, and uh, Deshaun Jackson. Uh, Deshaun, D-Jack, he's going to be number one. Okay. And then Robert Woods is actually taking number two, which originally was supposed to be worn by um, Jalen Ramsey. Mm -hmm. But we'll see, I guess, what number Jalen ends up getting because I think he deferred to Robert Woods um, being a veteran um, right. and gave him number two. Respect. Of course, for me, it's going to be the Carolina Panthers. My guy, Mr. DJ Moore, switching from 12 to number two. Shout out to him. But another one that I did like, uh, Patrick Peterson, the uh, now Minnesota Viking, former Cardinal. Uh, he wore 21 with the Cardinals, but now he's going 
not only is he getting back in purple and gold, but he's going back to his number seven that he wore down at LSU too. So shout out to those guys. One thing that stood out to me with this um, and with the number changes, period, the league actually allowed the guys to switch this year. But if they sort, if they swapped, they had to buy all of the production, all of the jerseys that had been produced with their old numbers. Mm. And so now these guys, I'm in my mind, I'm thinking these guys walking around with boxes and boxes or got some to go storage shed someplace up in U-Haul or something. With all these Giving boxes, away to family members, exactly. Or that's crazy, though. Sending them overseas or something, so you'll see a bunch that's of kids. Crazy to put the onus on the player, I guess. But because the the leagues, the rules state that they can change, they must change their number a year in advance. So they would have had to at the end of last year to do that. But the rule, as it just came out this summer, gave them that opportunity. But uh, very similar to when AD first got with the Lakers, he uh, LeBron wanted to give him twenty three and take six. But because the jerseys had already been produced, the league was like, yeah, nah, bro, you short. Mm. And so, um, yeah, shout out to the league for letting the boys at least do it, you know, even if they're making them pay for it. So, yeah. Well, we that's going to do us this week's – that is going to do us for this week's episode of Carolina Sports Talk. As always, my guy, I appreciate you joining in. Anything you want to highlight to people about? Um, just follow me on my social uh, media. Uh, just put up a new DJ page as well. So follow that on Instagram, if you will, at DJ underscore high star. Um, I'll be uploading my mixes and stuff on there from Mixcloud. So, where yeah, shout check out. out my mixes. Not only is this dude a talented and really dope uh, sports commentator here on the show with your boy, but he is actually also a very talented DJ. So y'all make sure you check him out, DJ High Star. Again, this is Carolina Sports Talk. It's your man, Big Cliff. Check us out on social media at Carolina Sports Talk on Instagram. Or hit us on the Carolina Sports Talk line, Cliff at CarolinaSportsTalk.net. Until next week, it's been real. Peace.